Getting ready for a draft this weekend. We just completed a 12-team PPR mock draft. We'll tell you about it right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. I am Adam Azer. I'm joined by Dan Schneier. Uh, Dan, welcome to Fantasy Football Today in 5. Happy to be back. Yeah. Yeah, Dan's going to be on Tuesday, uh, Mondays and Thursdays during the season, so we're looking forward to that. And we just completed this draft. You had the fourth pick. I had the eighth pick. What takeaways do you have? Let's talk about your team drafting from four. You actually didn't even take Derrick Henry. You took Zeke's. How did your team to turn out? It's an interesting spot, I think, especially in PPR leagues. It's more defined that you want one of those top three picks if you're in the top four range because after that cook Camara drop-off, you're not certain about the passing volume with somebody like Zeke. You obviously don't feel like it's going to be there with Henry. I went with Zeke because I trust the passing volume there more. I like the offensive line. They're healthy. They're back. I think they'll be top five again like they were for the two years before last year. And so I started there. What really surprised me, though, after that in PPR leagues, I am all about filling the three wide receivers receiver spots and the flex spot with the receiver before worrying about RB2. Obviously, before at least for me, before worrying about quarterback in a one-quarterback league, I always wait at that spot. And yet, I found myself drafting two running backs in the first three rounds when Clyde Edwards-Alaire was on the board. I didn't think there were any target hogs left at wide receiver. I didn't want to reach on one of those Cooper Cup types, you know, the guys who are in those more nebulous uh, target share situation. So I ended up then pounding receiver, obviously, but I got Kyle Pitts for the first time. I'm really excited about that because I think he could be a league winning pick. Got him in round five. I've seen him go off the board in round four. Um, So I ended up with Jefferson, Evans, Chase, Chenault as my big four receivers. Not amazing there, but Jefferson's a nice alpha there to go along with Zeke, Clyde Edwards, Lair, and Pitts. So I'm happy about it. And then doubled up like I always do with late round quarterback. I'll get someone like Stafford as my one, but then make sure I get a high upside backup. That's what I always do. I got Trey Lance, who I'm happy to wait on, and potentially he could be a league winner as well in my mind. Yeah, I have an interesting team from the eighth spot. I took Devontae Adams in round one. Austin Eckler was the next best running back. Aaron Jones was gone. Six running backs, Travis Kelsey, were off the board. So I went with Adams. In the second round, I took Najee Harris. In the third round, I took Chris Carson. I was really happy with that start. Fourth round, I took DJ Moore. As I said on the full-length podcast, you get to that range from mid-round three to mid-round five, basically. It's going to be a ton of wide receivers that come off the board, and it's just about personal preference, you know, um, if you like, CeeDee Lamb wasn't wasn't on the board when I took DJ Moore, but you know, if you like Adam Thielen better than most people, if you like the the Bucks guys, if you like Amari Cooper, whatever. So I took DJ Moore uh, as my wide receiver too, and then Gus Edwards. We just had a lot of wide, uh, running backs that fell. I ended up with Gus Edwards as my flex, and then I took Chase Edmonds in round six. Four of my first six picks were running backs. That is really unusual. I pretty much never do that in a full PPR league that starts three receivers and a flex. But I felt the running back value was too good. And my my advice then, if you're okay with this, having maybe a little bit weaker of a, of a wide receiver three, my tight end is garbage. I waited till the very end. I took Gerald Everett and Evan Ingram. But... I, if, you're, if you're committed to making trades and you just feel like I can't pass up this running back value, then that's okay because running, if you have good running backs, a lot of teams won't. And you can make trades and you can turn a weakness into a strength by trading uh, from your running back depth. Um, you know, a couple other things in this draft. This is a one-quarterback league. Know how your draft works, but you took Stafford with one of your last picks. Ryan Tannehill went super late. Joe Burrow went like 150th overall, Dan. So if you're in a league that's not taking backup quarterbacks and you think there are 12 or 13 that you're comfortable with, right? it certainly influenced your draft strategy. For sure. And I think what you said before about tight end is so spot on. I think if you're not taking one of the big five, do not get yourself caught taking 
no, we saw Noah Fant come off the board, I believe, in round eight here, or maybe potentially even earlier. Maybe it was around the, the start of round seven, or I think it was either, it might have been a start of round eight. But, you know, if you're not going to get one of those big five, do what Adam did. Wait, because there's enough evidence to suggest that you'll be better off trying to play the wire there. I mean, Logan Thomas was a wire pickup last year, finished his tight end three. So for me, I would prefer to wait there if I'm not going to get one of the big five. So funny that you keep saying big fives. It's a slap in the face to everybody who thinks there's a big six. But Dan does not like TJ Hawkinson. And you'd be surprised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, My six is not, you know, the, uh, of course, everybody would say maybe you would leave off Pitts there. I'd leave off Hawkinson. Yeah. Well, thank you to Dan Schneier for hopping on here. Uh, this has been Fantasy Football Today in five. Good luck on your drafts this weekend. We'll talk to you. we got a couple of player profiles, T. Higgins and Chase Claypool over the weekend. We'll talk to you next.